Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Glad to have you joining us. We've got a lot of people on Facebook Live today. We've got Eric Zulian. Hey, Eric. Uh, Fizz is joining us. Michael's joining us for the first time. So, of course, we've got all these fans joining us because today we are spotlighting the beautiful Tamara Hunter. And and uh, you are here with us today, Tamara, all the way from California. Is that correct? I am. And I am so honored and so excited to be on with you today, Allison. <laughs> me too. Me too. So, uh, you know, I've been been uh, I've known you for a few months now. We've been working together a little bit too, and I've been looking forward to bringing you on the show. You've actually been on my TV show as well. So, uh, most of the people that come on the radio show, I've not interviewed before. I've interviewed you a lot before. So, my biggest challenge on today's show is going to be trying to figure out uh, everything that I want to get out because I know there's so many beautiful things about you, but. Let's start with this. For people that don't know you, um, something that I like to do is this. I like to give all of my participants, everybody that interview, an opportunity to brag about themselves. So I'm going to give you that moment. I'm going to give you permission. We're all, everybody listening is giving you permission uh, to brag about yourself, what you're doing in life, and some of your accomplishments. Well, I would be so excited to do that. First of all, for those that don't know me, I am a cancer survivor, and I am one of four generations that, in my family, a direct line that has dealt with cancer. But that's not what defines me. Uh, I, it's just something I have lived through. Um, something that I would like to actually brag about is something I think that some people will really be able to resonate and, and relate with, and that is I was born with somewhat of a deformity in my the way that my mouth was made. And um, I swallowed wrong. I spoke wrong. I was extremely shy. I had to go through a full, you know, redo. I had to go through, you know, headgear and, and years and years of braces and years and years of speech therapy. And so what I'm doing now, I really want to brag about because so many people that have to go through the arduous exercises and, and pain of, of getting it and so that you can speak and get your message out, I was able to do that. And now sometimes I have to slow my brain down a little bit because it works so fast and so that my mouth will, will, will catch up. And so sometimes when, it, when I kind of do the little hiccup thing, it's actually just a, re, a reboot that I've learned some tricks for, you know, to be able to get it all in alignment, but to be able to go out and share the chemo buddy for life message and that we believe that no one should face cancer alone. And to be able to do that as a child that would have cried if someone looked at her wrong because I just didn't want to have to say anything. I think that that is something that I'm, I'm pretty proud of, actually. Well, yeah, and you're, you're already inspiring people. I'm seeing people are on the Facebook Live. Uh, Sean says, you know, my wife had cleft lip when she was born. And, you know, I think that, that that's a really interesting point. You are using your greatest gift, which is speaking, to help inspire the world, to help let people know that they don't have to face cancer alone. And yet you had to overcome this major obstacle with your speech to be able to do that. I think a lot of us take for granted 
how easy it is for us to speak or how easy it is for us to uh, just form or develop those words. So it sounds like you really had to work for that. So I think that's a huge, huge obstacle that you had to overcome. And thank you for doing that and for being here and for sharing what you have to share because I've I've been in rooms. I've heard you speak. Uh, we were just at an event a couple of months ago where you participated in a speak off and you inspired the entire room uh, with your message on how people don't have to face cancer alone. It's such an important one. So thank you for overcoming that obstacle, for putting in that work so that you can share with people uh, through this radio show, through the TV show, on stages that I've heard you speak your message. So let's go back a little bit to uh, your journey. When you were younger, obviously, you had some challenges that you had to overcome. And you said you're a fourth generation cancer survivor. Uh, So that's another obstacle in and of itself. But you really developed the Chemo Buddies for Life program because of an experience that you had during your journey with cancer. And it's something that helped you be able to navigate those waters a little more smoothly. So let's go back to to that journey and that story. What happened? When were you first diagnosed with cancer? And uh, when did you first meet your chemo buddy? I first found out that I was possibly facing cancer in the, at the very end of September 2014, and I was diagnosed during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October. Mm-hmm. What a what a month to always have as an anniversary. That's when it was. I was actually diagnosed, and that was the first diagnosis. What's really important is to understand whenever you are going through any kind of a diagnosis with cancer, you need to find out not only that you have a, a cancer or tumor or the cancer cells, but you need to ask your doctors to drill it down to find out what the makeup, what the, the DNA, what the, you know, the very, very minute levels of that that cancer is made out of. And I finally got all of that information and my first day of chemotherapy was the very beginning of December in 2014. Now, so, Allison, so- I think you've gotten, go ahead. I was just going to say, so you found out in October that you had Mm -hmm. cancer. They did all the tests Mm -hmm. and everything. And then by December, you're sitting in there ready to go Mm -hmm. through your first chemotherapy. What were your your thoughts and attitudes going into chemotherapy? I mean, I I can't even imagine. I was trying to put myself in this position. Never had cancer before. Trying to think, how would I feel sitting there across from the doctor? He says the C word, you have cancer. And then to have to walk into the chemotherapy room knowing that you're putting a poison in your body, something that's going to make you very ill. What was your mindset walking into this? Well, okay. You've gotten to know me a little bit, but for those people that don't, I am not the typical person for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> and and so, you know, I will say say the one the time that was the most difficult for me and I and in talking with others now it it, it it's very similar I hear the similar um, story and that is some of the most difficult time is the waiting period that you you're finding out that you're going through cancer or cancer mm-hmm. uh, testing and then the the way that you get the answers and then come up with your treatment plan and I really wanted to highlight that that period of time, yes, between the very end of September going into October, then to December, because that seems like a very long period of time. But, but I was I'm I was really lucky to be working with one of the very top 
um, groups that deal with breast cancer, breast link in Orange County, California. And, and I had to trust them that they knew what they were doing. And you know what they did because they really did it right. Well, I share that also because it gets to where, where I was in my mind and my heart. I come from a family of cancer. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, unfortunately, it's not a new drill for us. The only question we always wonder is what type and, and who. I just don't want it to continue. I, I want it to be that this is it. Yeah. I'd really love to see that. But with that said, um, so <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I have to take accountability in that my family was on me about going and getting a mammogram, and we had never had breast cancer in our family. We had all the other ones, but never breast cancer. So I really was in denial that there would be any way I would ever have it. Mm -hmm. So I was 52 years old when I had my very first mammogram. Way too late. That's one message I really want to highlight. Way too late. Don't wait until you're 52. I was very lucky, though, because I ended up being what they think is a stage two. We don't know. We'll never know for sure because of the way that we had to treat my, my cancer. But what where I was going, and, and I come from a very interesting family. We started, uh, we started planning, well, if it doesn't go right, I live around the corner from a big lake, and they were just going to put me out on <laughs> you know, some sticks and make a raft and have a, a, a bonfire and, sit, you know, and, and, and have an, a bow and arrow and, and give me a Viking send-off. <laughs> and then at the it. same time, because our two-year-old uh, grandson is really into Mickey Mouse Club at the time, and there's a song, um, Hot Dog, Hot Dog, Hot Diggity Dog, Problem Solved. And I thought, oh, okay, yay. And so we started teasing around with that. And, you know, cancer, cancer is really not a teasing matter, except for, you know, it just brings out whatever personalities you have. And so your question about going into the chemotherapy room for the very first time, well, I did it like a Girl Scout. I, I purchased a book okay. and it was a book that was in the bookstore mm-hmm. of the group that I was going to. And so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, the doctors approved it. They think that it's a good list. I brought every single item that was listed on that, um, in the book, on the list mm-hmm. to the chemotherapy room. And I mean, literally it felt like after now, you know, three and a half years later and I look at it, I, I feel like I took half my house <laughs> You know. So this is but, interesting to me because you're explaining a process, and I think a lot of people probably go through a similar process, or at least that's been my experience in talking with people. Once they uh, really discover that they have cancer, they go through these different cycles. And so the way that you went through it was you come from a family where they're like, okay, let's make light of this. Let's do some teasing. Let's do some joking. And so you went through that process and then you thought, well, I want to be as prepared as I can. So you went out and you got the book, you got all the supplies, you show up and you're like, all right, I'm ready to beat this thing. If not, we're going to stick me on a raft in the in the uh, <laughs> the lake and shoot off a bow and arrow like they did with the Vikings. And so you you came with a whole stack of stuff to the chemotherapy room from this book, right? And uh, did right. you find that that was right. helpful walking into the room? You know, I, I now looking back, I think what it was and what I have now learned in doing what I've been doing over you know, full-time, more than full-time for the last year and plus, is that it was right for me. What 
what you really need to do when you're facing something so big is you need to find what is going to make you feel empowered? Mm. What is going to give you the best sense of security and a foundation of, of, of peace? And so, yes, for me, that's what it was, you know, is being ready and being um, ready, willing, and able, as they say. Um, but I was not prepared, really, for the, the, the ride I was going to take that day. And it was because not of my doing, but because of others thinking pretty quickly and doing what they've been trained to do, that I am sitting here and talking to you. So what happened? I mean, you go into a chemotherapy room. I imagine that that's a pretty safe environment, but you you had quite the experience in that chemotherapy room. Could you share that with us? Yes, I did. I had a quite the experience. And some do have this, but I don't want to share it to scare because the good news here is that everybody is so aware and ready to do what they did with me. I um, I was given a large amount of Benadryl, not an unusual situation. It knocked me out. It put me to sleep. And then they started my chemo cocktail, of which I had four drugs because I had an aggressive form of breast cancer. So I started chemotherapy before any other treatment. And I had mm-hmm. six rounds of this chemo cocktail scheduled. And what took place is that I fell asleep in the chair in a little ball and I was underneath a little blanket and so I wasn't my my head really wasn't showing is the bottom line and all of a sudden I'm being woke up and literally I felt as though I was going through a, a fog and I was trying to walk towards this voice and the voice was saying are you okay are you okay and I'm thinking to myself, okay, where am I? Okay, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, am I okay? You know, quick, quick assessment. And I realized my face was literally on fire and my throat was tightening up. And I could feel, even to this day, I can remember the feeling that it was just starting to come in on itself. And my eyes were so amazingly itchy and I couldn't open them. And um, immediately, all of a sudden this activity took place and there were all these counteractions and, you know, and the, the, all the nurses, the doctor, they all got in there and they took care of business. And then I was put in a holding pattern. I was put on timeout, chemo timeout well, for what, a little what while. What happened? What was going on with that? Is that something normal that happens with chemotherapy? It, apparently, you know, at First, I was told I had an allergic reaction to the actual drug. And then later I found out I did not have an allergic reaction to the drug. I actually had an allergic reaction to the process because I have a very sensitive system and I was kind of a bit of a bubble child growing up with my health. And so it doesn't surprise me, but apparently with some people, they have to then go into a slow drip or an extremely, you know, snail-like, turtle-like drip. And I ended up being one of those that had to go in that very slow drip so, who, so that who I could have all you? the drugs. And mm-hmm. they, you know what? They didn't let me out of it that day. I was one of the first ones there and I closed down the place that day. Wow. So who found you? I mean, you were curled up in a ball, you were under a blanket. Um, wh- the person, wh- yeah, that's the important piece to this. This is what really started everything is that it was um, the daughter of a chemo. A therapy patient by the name of Martha. And Martha has 
become my chemo buddy for life. So and Martha was there getting chemotherapy. Her daughter was there. Mm-hmm. Her daughter saw you and said something's her not right daughter, here? Yeah, she did. She saw me. And she noticed something. And, and you know, now knowing her, uh, it's not surprising. This woman is amazing, the daughter and the mother duo. And she was very conscientious. And so she noticed it, and she she knocked right into action. Well, she's also the mother of five kids. She drives a big, huge van. You know, they're all, you know, stepping stones and going to school and taking care of, a, you know, of, of everybody else, including her mother. And so, you know, it just goes along with that character. <laughs> but little did I know the character that was going to follow up the initial character, the, the save, you know, the, the, the Florence Nightingale, you know, savior nurse mm-hmm. was followed up by one of the most, um, amazing, funny, energetic individuals you would ever want to meet <laughs> by the name of Martha. <laughs> and we started talking because I had plenty of time. They weren't going to start my medicine for a while. And she, she was just, like she always says, she's just a little, 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 you know, she just goes a mile a minute. She does that anyway. But she was on steroids, so she really was up. <laughs> but, and, uh, and she was funny. I mean, here, my throat was starting to come back, and then it started getting sore because I'm laughing so hard. She just had me going. And then we realized as we were giving contact information, because we were start, we started, we, from day one, we started throwing cancer upside down and all around and up, creating a ruckus. And... Um, and we realized that we lived here. We traveled, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, depending on traffic to another County. And we literally live five to 10 minutes away from each other. So, I so mean, just did. to, just to sum this up, you go in for chemotherapy. I mean, I could just imagine you walk in, you're, you're the girl scout, you've got all your stuff, you're prepared as can be. You have this uh, reaction that you aren't prepared for. Martha, <laughs> a lady there for chemotherapy, her daughter, discovers you in this position, says, hey, something's not right here. And then as you're sitting there waiting and you're still swollen, you're there for chemotherapy, uh, you find somebody uh, who you can joke with and who you can laugh with and find that you are actually having a good time at chemotherapy. So what an incredible story. We're going to hear more about Martha when we come back. Also, what Tamara decided to do with that journey and how she decided to be able to help others find chemo buddies for life as well. We'll be right back after this break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burke, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I've got today joining me Tamara Hunter, uh, who runs Chemo Buddies for Life. She just shared her amazing experience of uh, her really finding a chemo buddy in the chemo room, going prepared as a Girl Scout and uh, having some unexpected events happen and finding yourself in a position where you're laughing so hard, your throat's sore and hurting uh, because you found a buddy there. So I want to hear more about that journey. Before we go back to Tamara, though, I want to give a huge shout out to Voice America and the Voice America team here. Um, One of my things that I, I just have felt so incredibly blessed in my life is to be able to share my message and also have a platform for other people like Tamara to share their message with the world to really get out a good frequency, those people that are change makers, to be able to connect those with other people. So a uh, big shout out to Voice America. Thank you so much for making this show possible, for really uh, uplifting us through the frequency of the radio channels here so we can raise the frequency and vibration of the planet. So thank you so much. You just shout out to Voice America and the whole Voice America team. They're absolutely incredible. So Tamara, let's go back to you now. So you... Uh, are in a chemotherapy room with somebody laughing hysterically. It's your first time there. So so tell us what happened. In the back corner and they knew we were there. Yeah. But, so they gave us a they gave us a name that we knew. Mm-hmm. And not until years later did we find out we had a second name. But the first name that they started calling us was Here they come. Double trouble. Double trouble. There they are, you know. And then if one of them was one of us was alone, they would always be like, "So where's?" It was like I was always wondering which one was I, double or trouble. Mm. <laughs> so, so you really became uh, famous, or maybe a little bit infamous, there in the chemotherapy mm-hmm. room. And what did the doctors and nurses start telling you after a while? They actually started educating us, and because we did not know that we were such an anomaly, and they started actually. Um, uh, you know, I don't. It was it was education, but it mm-hmm. it started becoming educations actually through heartstrings. I didn't have any kind of, you know. I shared my reaction with my own cancer, 
but it's harder when you're dealing with other people's cancer or their lives. And they started sharing some stories that really got to us, got to me. And there was one in particular that really, Mm -hmm. really kicked off the whole buddy movement. And that was... Well, hold on. Let's go 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 back just a second here. I want to rewind a little bit. I know uh, Voice America said we had a little glitch and we had dead air for a second. But I just want to reiterate, what you and Tamara decided to do is you were such a support system to each other in the chemotherapy room that you wanted to provide an opportunity for other people to find that same support as they were going through chemotherapy. So you decided to start an organization called Chemo Buddies for Life. Is that correct? Yes. It it happened a little later after we were done with Mm -hmm. chemotherapy. But yes, the evolution was the whole experience. And there's a part that I didn't go into, and I don't know if it was because of my throat closing up or if it was just because it happened. But I ended up losing my voice. Uh, as one of my side effects in each one of the three-week cycles because we went for chemotherapy, the the cocktail, every three weeks. Mm -hmm. So I got horrible. Like, they would be chemo sores, but they're more than chemo sores. They're chemo sores. And they they don't stop at the throat. They went down my throat. And so I literally lost my voice. They went on to the vocal cords. Mm -hmm. And so um, we did start communicating, but we did not talk. We we actually communicated through Messenger. In fact, I kind of joined Facebook or Messenger because of Martha. So it was very interesting. When we hit our three-year three mark in the cancer room, it was the day after I got my three-year congratulations and being a member of Messenger Club or whatever. Mm, yeah. You know, so, um, but that whole experience is what actually created the model for Chemo Buddies for Life. Wow. Well, that's that's great. So you you two started off on a mission. You said, hey, let's get some people, uh, let's give them some support as they go through the chemotherapy. And you eventually started a 501c3, which is a nonprofit. And I want to get more into that a little bit later, because I think there's some advice that you could lend and some struggles that we can talk about uh, from owning a nonprofit as well. But sticking to the cancer theme for now, I would like for you to share uh, some of the people that you've been able to help, some of their stories and their journeys through this support, and what it meant to you and what it meant to them too. Because I guarantee you, every single person listening right now has been touched by cancer in some way, shape, or form in their life. Um, You know, just myself, I've got a little nephew right now who's two years old who's fighting for his life, and he has a rare form of cancer. Um, I've had relatives that have struggled with cancer. My brother had cancer. So what what are those experiences? What are some of the the things that you've been able to do? What are some of the success stories you've seen? And maybe they aren't even considered success stories because I know not everybody survives their battle with cancer. But what have you been able to to do or what are some of the things that you've seen in this journey of providing people with a chemo buddy? You know, this is where it this, Running and starting, uh, being the executive director, I am so honored and humbled to be the executive director of Chemo Buddies for Life. And it's not for the faint of heart. It truly isn't. You know, we do. We have, we have our wins. And every, every story is a win. And, you know, I'm the kind that didn't cry much at all for my cancer, but I cry 
almost like I can click my finger exactly on every commercial Hallmark runs because I'll weep <laughs> through it. Yeah. You know, so we all have our things. And, you know, the stories are that we <clears throat> we reached out to our neighbor, you know, originally because we didn't know where we were going to go. We were doing research and due diligence on, on how we could affect and where we could possibly, you know, create something for where there might be something missing and we didn't know what that was in the beginning so we just started you know you just got to plunge you just got to dive in feet first head first belly flop it was you know but we did and one of the very first people that we met was this woman that uh, we had called our brick and mortar and and we had we had started doing some videoing because Martha was really gung-ho about having a YouTube channel and really felt that that was where we could get, and, and we do get a lot of um, a lot of interaction from our videos. So we started videos almost right away. And there was, and we had this amazing hair and makeup person that volunteered her amazing talent to do some tutorials. And we had started growing our hair back by then. So we needed someone that was, that was bald. And so we, we called to see if there would be anybody that would be open to doing it. And they called me and said, someone is. She'll contact you. So this is for your and YouTube I'm, channel. You had a makeup artist who you have brought in who you wanted to demonstrate on this YouTube channel um, how to glamour yourself up as you're going through chemotherapy because I know one of the hardest things as I've talked with people as well has been, you know, it's the losing of the hair. It's the, um, mm. it, it's like that for some reason, that's just a very traumatic thing. Uh, so you brought in somebody and you wanted to teach people how to look beautiful as they go through chemotherapy. Is that correct? Right, right. Because our whole thought process behind it, we have, and actually, at some point, it will become more of even we we have a whole series of things that we want to be built, growing from some of this stuff that we started. But what this particular one was was a you know be you to full campaign be oh, you you yeah. know find the you the you that is within and and feel good without you know from the outside in or the inside out. What a beautiful and, support to provide to people as they're going through this. So I. Yeah, what a what a great thing to do. But since you guys had already grown back your hair, you had to look for a volunteer who had no hair. No hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And no no upper uh, you know, um lip hair. That's one of the benefits. Yeah, yeah there you, know, you go. Do that kind of thing. <laughs> Don't have to wax your upper lip when you run through chemotherapy. You may not have hair, yeah, eyebrows or eyelashes, but <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta look for the pluses yeah. everywhere you can find them. But so this particular person contacted me and I did not know much about her. They did not tell me. So I immediately fell in love with this person. Just really outgoing, kind of really he found out that she's a biker chick kind of, you know, literally they, she and her husband had a, a motorcycle shop and repaired them. And then he was motocross and they both rode their bikes and, you know, motorbikes and, you know, just that kind of cool person. And she proceeds to tell me that she is a stage four. Mm -hmm. So I knew what that meant. It was okay. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll jump into action. Let's do this sooner than what your schedule look like. So I immediately got everybody on, on board and our, our award-winning makeup artist that is hard to schedule out, moved things around. It was that important. This was a volunteer. She did it voluntarily. 
and she moved things around to be able to do it. I think we had it within a few days. We, 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 and it was the an initial filming in what was became my, the studio here in honor. It's in my mom's casita in, in her honor. And it was the very first, uh, filming that we did so it's all so you know apropos um but <clears throat> so we we filmed it we had a great time um learned a lot and she ended up with this beautiful picture well the brick and mortar michelle's place here in temecula california amazing resource um had said and they were the ones that, that introduced us said you know can you get a headshot because we're going to have our first walk and we want to highlight her on the white walk, her story. And we want, you know, and we couldn't get something really that we thought worked. And I said, absolutely, let's do it. So the story goes that we, we filmed, it's actually on Facebook. You can, you can see the tutorial. And then there's another uh, little filming that there's a story that she's involved in. And, and we went on the walk and I went with her. She and I went looking for her poster we found her poster, and then she wanted to take it home, and they weren't going to let people take them home, but she convinced them because she had that way about her. And then the story goes that um, she was put in the hospice. And I went and visited her multiple times. And you know what? Uh, we we set up the room, and we did all these different things for her and her and her family, you know, because I've, I've I'm very close to her family now. And and towards the very end, she lost her voice, too. But she didn't lose her smile and her eyes and her mouth, you know, her, her smile. And she pointed to me. And then she pointed up to the wall. And that was the very last moment that, that I got to spend with her. And what was on the wall, tomorrow? What was on the wall was that poster with that picture. And it was her story. And I had to actually help craft her story that day because she didn't like it. And so we, we came up with the words for it. So it was something that we had done together. And she went in peace. I went and saw her husband. I had to go out of town for a little while. And he we knew that I most likely was gonna I was most likely gonna be gone. And he didn't want there we just really got close. He didn't want it. He didn't want it affect my trip so he knew i would show up i actually went there before i came home and he was out there in the garage working on a motorcycle and saw my car coming up and greeted me there with open arms and a big hug and he let me know that she went peacefully and loved and all she you know there were some issues and through our friendship, she actually had connected with her family that she hadn't known for. She didn't know she had a sister. She didn't know that she had this family support. She thought she was basically an orphan, not an orphan. She had her, her, her sister from her mother, but she didn't know she had additional family. And we had found that through, you know, I was able to find that for her and she connected with them and that sister came out and visited before she passed and and so he was sharing that with me and so that was really very significant and 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 given the fact that it was the first big filming the first initiation to the filming room that we now use the before we actually went live with the buddy site um this 
and and it really encompassed part of our mission that we don't necessarily talk about as much, and that is that we believe that we need to support those that love and support the patient. Yeah, like you saw with her they husband. Have, pardon? Like you, you experienced with her husband. Yes, yes, her husband. He, he, um, and, and we have others uh, that, because we started in the breast cancer world, though we support all cancers because of the fact that my family has experienced five different cancers, all of which have been different, and they've all been different stages, and so that was very important that we, we may show on our logo that we have a pink ribbon, but that's only because of the original chemo buddy. So, Tamara, what and you're doing right now is you have, you have uh, put together a 501c3, a nonprofit, Chemo Buddies for Life. You're not only helping people who are going through cancer find support and ways to feel beautiful and loved. You are also helping their families to find support too, because that's that's a huge component. Uh, and unfortunately, we have to break now. I'm loving listening to you, and I'm actually a little bit over. Voice America's like, hey, break, break, break when ready. So uh, we're going to go to break now. But when we come back, more with Tamara Hunter. We're going to find out exactly who Chemo Buddies for Life is for and how you can get involved. I know that we all know somebody. I want you to think of one person you know that's struggling with cancer because Tamara's going to give us a way that we can uh, provide them with a resource to get support going through this when we come back. I'm Allison H. Larson. We'll be back right after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. So welcome back. I've got with me today Tamara Hunter of Chemo Buddies for Life. And Tamara, you've just shared a beautiful story with us of how you are helping to change people's lives uh, through what you are doing and helping them find support uh, through their journey with cancer. And unfortunately, it doesn't always end in a survival story. There are people that that don't always survive. But you shared something beautiful on break, and that is that your belief is that uh, there's a life beyond this one. And what we do now for people will carry on to that next life. So I, I thought that was beautiful and thought I would share that. So I've got a couple questions for you. In, in three sentences or less, what is Chemo Buddies and who's it for? Chemo Buddies is a peer-to-peer support that is utilizing modern-day technology we have built a website that encompasses a membership piece similar to a match.com and what it's for is to create a buddy system so that you're not having to go through cancer alone. And is this just for people going through cancer or is it for their families as well? It's for their families as well. Currently our, our website is still being, uh, the membership site is still somewhat under development, but just like in the very beginning when, you know, we had to jump or dive or belly flop, that's what we had to finally decide to do with the membership piece. So right now they, they are kind of listed in one area, but we will be segmenting them out here soon. And so that there'll be an area for support and an area for patients. So if somebody has cancer or if somebody uh, has a loved one or a relative with cancer, they can go to this website and they're linked with other people who are going through similar things so that they can find support and healing in that. Yes, that, that is that is where it is going. Currently, you can go and you can register and it is free. Um, right now, we have like the charter memberships. There's just one membership right now, and it is free. And it's it's not to a point where it's at the uh, search function, mm-hmm. but it is at the point where you can make, you know, you can have in the activity line, you can say what, what it is that you're looking for and so that you can actually go down the line. And if someone has recorded what they what they're looking for or what they have to offer, then that's where that right now with the, that's why we decided to go ahead and turn it on because they can't, they have to be a little bit more proactive, but yes, they can find a buddy. So someone can go on the site, they can scroll through a list of names, they can see what people have been through, what they're looking for, maybe the advice or mentorship that they have to offer and they can decide who they want to connect with. So that's right. what, what a beautiful model. Um, how and I want to before we get too far. I know before break, I told everybody, "Hey, think of one person who you know who might be going through cancer, and uh, I'm going to give you a way to help them out." So, what is that website? How can they get a hold of that? And if you're listening to this, I want you to pick up your phone, put that person's name right in the text, and send them this text with this link right now. What is that link? The link is www.chemo buddies the number four life.org so traditional spelling of chemo buddies c-h-e-m-o-b-u-d-d-i-e-s the number four life l-i-f-e dot org 
Okay, so chemobuddiesforlife.org. If you or someone you love is struggling with cancer, you feel like uh, you need a support system or they might need a support system, just simply share that website with them. I mean, what a huge and great resource. And, and Tamara, I want to I shift a little bit here from focusing on the actual cancer and, and being able to help support people in their journey through cancer to what is your journey? Because you had this experience, you decided that you needed to share the blessing that you had through chemotherapy, through having a buddy with other people, and you created this nonprofit, but that's not an easy thing to do. It's not something that you just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to run a successful nonprofit in my extra 20 minutes every day. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that journey and maybe what some of the, the biggest struggles are that you're facing right now in running a nonprofit. Yes, you know, looking looking at it now is a good thing that it, you know, it, the the reality of it is, is it's the best thing I've ever done. I always felt like I, there was something I was supposed to do in my life. And when this, this came, it, it was an obvious, okay, do it. And um, I went to Martha and I asked her if, you know, if, if I do most of the work, would you show up when I ask you to? And, and yeah. can we, you know, can we take this show on the road kind of thing? And, and, you know, she was like, yeah, go for it. So I, I, I took it on and I have been literally, I took two days off in the last year plus, And that was Thanksgiving and Christmas day. Mm-hmm. I typically get up about two or three o'clock in the morning and, and, um, if I'm here, I am working straight through until maybe about nine or ten at night, you know, because uh, the show is, you know, is everything from I've learned film editing. I've learned I tried to even build the website myself. I crashed it. Not a tech. <laughs> I can tell you that. But I'm decent at film editing now. I've I just learned, you know, I've been learned. Uh-huh. I just. I, I've gotten really good at finding things on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So, following directions. And you bring, you bring up it, you a know, really good Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. You bring out, you know. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, you definitely are a Girl Scout for sure. But you bring up a really good point. I think a lot of times when people see nonprofits, they think, oh, they must be getting a lot of funding. They must be getting a lot of help. But a lot of nonprofits, they're self-funded. They're self-started. Um, where do you get the funding for uh, what you're doing in this nonprofit? I would say 95% of it has come from my, in my family's pocket. You know, um, uh, we have self-funded this. I, 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 being the, the person that I am, first of all, I wanted to have the 501c3 before I would even consider it. And then I wanted to know that I was able to, to accomplish the vision. And that was to turn on the membership site and at least do the belly flop, you know, yeah. and, and then go from there. Because I know me and I know that anything I do, I don't stop until, you know, you know, I'm either one number one or number two. And and so that's that, you know, I, I figured I had to, I if I was going to lose anything, it was going to be ours. Um, and and so that's. I, I purposefully have not gone out for donations or any kind of um, assistance because I wanted to make sure that I really had something that was going to make a difference. 
and now you do. <laughs> so I would <laughs> I, I would say, Deborah, let's start uh, let's start uh, getting some let's start getting some funding for you. You know, I went to something the other night. It's called a hundred plus women. There was a, a woman who she saw these different organizations, these different nonprofits, and she really wanted to donate to make a difference. But like most of us, she just wasn't in a position where she could donate tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars to help these nonprofits that she was seeing that were struggling, maybe were self-funded and and needed some extra funding. So what she did was she said, well, I can't donate $10,000. I can't donate $100,000. But what I can do is I can donate $100. And I know at least 100 women that could donate $100 quarterly. And so she started something called 100 Plus Women, and there's a couple of chapters. I went to one chapter here in uh, the Scottsdale area um, just last month, and there were 100 women in the room, and there were some different nonprofits that came in, and each of those women in the room committed to to donate $100 towards one of those nonprofits, and they kind of got up and spoke, and everybody voted on which nonprofit to donate to. But the point is, is that this model of sometimes I think that people have this mindset of, well, you know, I can't really donate $10,000. I can't donate 20 or I can't donate 50. So, you know, I may as well donate nothing because I can't donate in the tens of thousands of dollars. But really, if everybody were just to donate, if 100 people were to donate $100, that right there, that's $10,000. That could go a long way towards a nonprofit. So um, I'll get off my soapbox now, but I'm so passionate about what you're doing, and I want you know if you're if you're listening to this show, if this show has somehow found its way onto your Facebook or your radio, or your wavelength, and and something that Tamara has said today has struck a chord, and you said, yeah, I, I want to help with this. I want to help people who are struggling and going through cancer. Um, donate ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. You know, we get enough people doing that, and that can make a real difference. You've Tamara not only are donating 20 hours of your time daily regularly you've donated thousands of dollars out of your pocket just to help people that are going through their journey so is there a way for people to donate to to chemo buddies for life i should have asked you that before i got on that whole soapbox there but <laughs> how can how can somebody help you out if somebody's been touched by the show maybe they've had lost somebody to cancer and they said hey would have been really great to have this during their journey i just want to donate a little bit and help her out how can they do that well, we're very, very lucky. We have a variety of different ways that it, that they can. Um, for Facebook, for those that are watching Facebook, we have the donate button on our, our fan page, the Chemo Buddies, the number four life fan page. And you can go there, and that's PayPal. And then we've teamed with um, Isaac Belden through his uh, 12B Capital and 12B Gives program, and now we are an actual merchant. Uh, we have a merchant account on the website and right there on the on that website right underneath Martha's and my you know standing there back to back here we are buddies for life <laughs> um, there is a donate button and right. you and it will take I just got a notification that we will now be able to accept American Express even. Wow. Well, you know, that makes much sense because I was looking, I kind of, you know, my Facebook here is a little bit far away, my phone from where I'm sitting. But I saw Isaac pop up there before. I love Isaac, by the way. And he was saying something and there was some kind of link. And I'm thinking, what is this? But that makes sense that you, so you're working with mm-hmm. Isaac. So uh, if you're, if you're listening and you want to make a difference, you feel inspired, please either go to the Chemo Buddies for Life Facebook page, or I think Isaac must have posted something in the comments there. Tamara, it's been such a pleasure to have you join with us today. We've got about 30 seconds left. 
before the show ends, but I wanted to give that 30 seconds to you for your uh, final thoughts. If there's one thing that you would like everybody listening to walk away with today, what would that message be? Well, I just put together a, a journal book, and, and it really made me think about what's important. And I really want people to know that they don't have to go through this alone and to celebrate that moment that you have in each moment of your life, no matter what you're going through. And you can find the humor, hope, and heart and find some gratitude because even if it's difficult, if it's just that you have a pillow and a bed that day and maybe a clean glass of water, that is something to celebrate. And find that joy and share it with others. Even when I didn't have a voice, I was more than willing to share through my fingers. There's always a way to find a way. And, you know, and if you need a little bit of help and, and if you're not dealing with cancer, but you want a little bit of a, you know, you want a friend, come see me. Come and see us. Because, you know, we're here to help those that need it. You know, it's what life is all about. You treasure life when you know that you could lose it. Love that message. Find the humor, hope, and heart in life each day. What do you have to celebrate? Uh, Live with Tamara Hunter, I'm Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to Spotlight. Join us next week where we'll have more influencers who have worked to transform their lives and are now working to transform the lives of other people and raise the frequency of the planet. Until next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.